0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Brady End Sports Talk. I'm your host, Brian Tartan. We're getting close to Christmas. I mean, it's, this year has fallen by. Thanks for joining us. Football as well with everyone. A lot of exciting things going on in college football. We, we, today is the day where JUCO is going to sign their letter of intent. So we'll talk about some of those big names, where they ended up, how they ended up there. Give you some recruiting news that I that I have that maybe you do, maybe you don't. Uh, talk some coaching changes, talk some bowl games, talk some NFL. A lot going on that in the news since we've been on air Sunday night, Lane Kiffin, I was asking why can he get a job? Lane Kiffin has been hired by Florida Atlantic. I mean you talk about a step down. I mean you go from an office of coordinator. And a place like Alabama, make it, in the, make it over a million to take a pay cut to be the head coach at a terrible, terrible school. And not to mention, first he, he signs an ex-Florida State quarterback that was kicked off the team for punching a woman in the face, the mother of his kids, throwing her to the ground. He, his name is the Army Johnson. And that he, won, he went to last chance U. And, and here he is. And I believe in second chances for people that do not hit women. You can do anything else besides harm children or hit a girl, and, and I'll forgive you. Once you do that, it should be over for you as, as an athlete playing sports for the chance to, to get free education somewhere when you're beating up women. So Lane Kiffin, yeah, first move. First business in order for Lane Kiffin was to bring on a, a felon. So, congratulations, Lane and everybody. Round of applause. You take a job, and now you're going to start doing this crap. And I'm getting in the Oklahoma unaware of this arrest. Receiver, I have a said list that Oklahoma, i not aware of it. So you're telling me that all the information out there at your disposal so but you can look at a recruited guy bringing on my note I know that he's gonna be his wife. I'm here this stuff. So I, I just don't get it, guys. And I'm I'm not perfect. I I sin every day, I make mistakes, but I do not hit women, I do not harm children. I just understand some of these coaches that allow these players to be on their team. And I mean, shame on you bombs too, saying you're the Worst coach in college football morals. You're you're I think I think more staging than I do you. Uh, and that should tell you a lot. But I mean, you have two instances. You know, the guy had children with this lady, bitter her in the arm, punch in the face, threw her to the ground, but yeah, Bob Stoops says he didn't have the information. Well you you have it now, Bob Stoops. You have this information at your disposal now. What are you going to do with it? Let him start in the Sugar Bowl? I mean, and, and then the hyphen people voting him in to be a finalist? I mean, what is wrong with this world we live in where it's okay to hit women and it's okay to get second chances for that? That's not a world that I want to live in. I understand you smoke some weed. You get suspended, you come back, you get kicked off the team, you get a DUI, you're being done. I get things like that. Kids will be kids. So when you start violently hitting women and your reward is a, a full ride to, to some of the best programs in the country, that's not really the consequences that, that kind of rehabilitate people. But it's it's just amazing to me to see what in the world is going on. But Lane Kiffin's first splash. He he stole uh, Butch Jones' comment, break by brick, he did steal that. So, at least he he remembered something from Butch Jones, and it was brick by brick. He's going to rebuild Park Atlantic. But here's the deal, this is what I'll tell you about Lane Kiffin right now. Like it, love it, I don't care. The guy's not a leader. He's, He's coached the Raiders. He failed miserably. Coach of Tennessee failed miserably, left him to go to USD, wrecked that program. So he went to Alabama and was babysat by Nick Saban for three years. That means he's a good coach all of a sudden. That means he's a great head coach. There's a reason some of the other schools like Houston and teams like that wouldn't touch him. They're not they, they know he can't leave, but Florida Atlantic, I mean god I mean, they can't lose anyway. They suck right now, so it's Lane Kevin falls apart and does it bad, they still suck. But I do have a problem with, uh, with him bringing that quarterback on as his first move. If they want to try to clean up something, maybe you want to go in that direction. You're not expected to win 10 games a year at Florida Atlantic. Uh, this will be a good, a good chance to see him. Uh, but I'm telling you, Wayne Kiffin will never be a great head coach. I don't care who he works under. Everybody looks good under Nick Saban. Jim McElwain looked good. Kirby Smart looked good. All these guys look good under Nick Saban because he runs everything. Let's make no balls about it. He he runs it. So all that credit people get for coaching with him, maybe I should go be Alabama defensive coordinator and then the head coach in a couple of years so my defense. Doesn't give up anything because I have the best players in the world. So be careful people out there. Uh, Oregon coaches defensive coordinator Levitt from the Pac-12. Uh, Buffalo's Oregon is making a statement. They got, they're uh, getting some good coaches that's going to clean up that program, hopefully, at least toughen it up. I don't think Oregon needs cleaned up. I just think it needs to be headed in the right direction. We have, you know, the carousel still going on. Uh, what's his name? Canada. He appears leaving Pittsburgh to go to LSU to be their offensive coordinator. The quarterback, I can't pronounce his name, R.C. or or whatever it is, for LSU decommitted. He's looking at Auburn again because they didn't have an offensive coordinator. Interesting to see what happens when that candidate comes in. What's the plan? What style? I'm not sure what style he runs. I think it's a pro style offense. I could be wrong, but who knows? But um, I don't know. I just. I read those articles about Wayne Kiffin and about Bob Suits. Bob Suits sitting there saying that that he's not gonna. He did not know anything about this guy. That's stupid. I wouldn't even admit that because I mean you don't do it. You're stupid. That's what it means. So just throw that out there. Jim Harbaugh news on him. He's not leaving Michigan. so he won't leave it. Um, so he's gonna be at Michigan at what's You can't believe these coaches. So There's some interesting. Uh, Dan Mullen from Mississippi State is actually drawing some interest from the NFL. Uh, if you're an Auburn fan out there listening, uh, Coach McGriff, the one that's really shored up our defense, done a great job getting it, looks like maybe taking a coordinator job at Ole Miss, uh, leaving Auburn, which would hurt. It would hurt. It's hard when you lose, when you lose coaches like this, when you lose coaches, and you have to replace them, it hurts. So, let's bring on Quinn, he's an Auburn fan. Quinn, welcome to the show, how are you?
1: I'm doing all right, just surviving the cold weather. It's been below zero here the past two days, so. Maybe in
0: Wisconsin? Yeah. It's cold. What do you think of Coach McGregor leaving Auburn maybe they' get to Ole Miss? Should Auburn try yeah. to pay him a lot more money? Should they let him go because he's one of the reasons this defense has done what, what it has done this year? And I'd hate to lose him, especially the Ole Miss, and, and you know they're probably going to go on probation pretty soon. Well,
1: I think I think Gus has to think about it if the, if he wants to give him a pay raise or if he feels he can replace him and he can replace him quick. I don't
0: Uh, know. I mean, even the money, though. I mean, the guy's going to get a chance to be a defensive coordinator. Yeah.
1: Yeah, though. Yeah, he's probably leaving then, and then they'll just have to find someone to replace him. Well, I got an update
0: for Sean White. Sean White is a full go at practice and looks like he was 100%. he will be starting to Auburn in the bowl game, it appears. That's good you, news. This may be the last time. This may be the last time you see Sean White starting for Auburn. Yeah. How do you think he plays with that pressure, knowing that Stidham will be there on the sideline observing? He'll be practicing with it and he won't be able to play. But how do you think Sean White plays? I think this gives Auburn a huge advantage, getting to, to use Stidham and practice uh to simulate kind of Baker Mayfield, but also to put a chip on Sean White's shoulder and say, hey, I'm the starter at And until you beat me, until you take it away from me, I'm still the starter. How does he play in the Sugar Bowl, do you think?
1: I think Sean plays really well, and I think Sean will be playing for something to prove, not just because Stidham, but because he he was injured against uh, Georgia and then, he didn't get to and then he didn't get to play against Alabama. So so I think he's gonna be a little pissed off and I think he's gonna play really well. And that's really good Me news for Auburn. I think I wouldn't be shocked if the if the betting odds uh really go down now. I wouldn't be shocked if it, the betting odds really yeah. change. Well it went down.
0: Remember it started at like five or six Remember we talked about that? It's already down to three. Let me check it right now just to make sure. Oh, yeah. It's at the three points right now. So, it's dropped from six to three. And I think you're exactly right. Um, that line was set not knowing the future of Sean White. And now that it's – I mean, you look at you look at offense offense when it's at Arkansas, Ole Miss, when he was rolling, Mississippi State, that offense was unstoppable, Quinn and it really was when he was healthy. Because you have the running game, you have these receivers in action, catching balls, uh, everything seemed to be working well. I I think Auburn's going to be favored in this game by game time, honestly. I'm just saying, that machine is is well-oiled with Sean White, and you have Stidham in there next year, man, it's going to be – Something special to watch, but again, I'm not telling Sean White he's not a quarterback anymore. I think he'll be replaced, but who's to say after another year of playing quarterback, developing, maturing, another year in the system in the offense, and Sean White won't be the best quarterback at that time? I mean, you just don't know. You can't predict that far in the future and, and say that Phil's automatically the quarterback at all.
1: Yeah, and even. Even if Stidham wins the job, which I think he will, um, uh, we'll have a good backup in Sean White. So, uh, yeah, I think Sean will stick it out at Auburn, even if he's not the starter next year, just because I think he loves it at Auburn. And, uh, yeah, I think we could have two, possibly even three really good quarterbacks on the roster next season.
0: Yeah, Woody Barrett, Sean White, and Jared Stidham. I don't think Franklin will be in the quarterback conversation anymore. I think he, he may still positions, hopefully, be an Ontario McAlebb-like quarterback. But here's something I'm going to tell people out there. And, you know, it's not public knowledge. I mean, you can do with it. I, I did have inside sources that told me Stidham was coming a long time ago,
2: so I didn't really
0: worry about that. But also something that's been, and you know what I – you and I spoke, and how long have I been saying Briles is coming to offer?
1: Yeah, you've been yeah, you've been
0: saying it for a while. Yeah, I didn't. I don't read Rivals. Someone made that comment, and I don't know what Rivals has said about it. But all I know is Kendall Briles should be, and I think will be, the next offensive coordinator in Auburn. Uh, I think Gus is doing the right thing by helping Rhett find another job and not firing him because that would decrease the value of Rhett Lashley. And, and I'm not blaming anything on Rhett. I just think Auburn needs a coach that that can develop quarterbacks better, that, that can recruit better. Rhett Lashley is not the greatest recruiter in the world, he's not the worst, but he hasn't been able to develop quarterbacks. And I think that's what Kendall can do. And uh, he's proven it. He was Rivals' top recruiter in one year. Uh, he recruited Stidham to Baylor, actually. So I think I think what's going to happen is uh, Kendall Brown is going to be the offensive coordinator, and Art Briles is coming on board to be a consultant for Auburn. I, I know with the baggage, the Art Briles deal was close. I know that. I mean, it was it was shot down just because of things pending and, and things from Baylor right now, but. Auburn will bring our dials on as a consultant and help that offense out. So he's not going to be a position coach. He's not going to be a coordinator, Quinn, but I do think Kendall's your next offensive coordinator, and I think his dad's going to be a consultant waiting on things to, to kind of follow, just kind of blow over, his storm to blow over with Baylor, and then he'll be possibly a head coach at Auburn, you an offensive coordinator and a head coach somewhere else. What do you think about getting Bryles to Auburn?
1: It's big. Getting Kendall is uh, huge. I think he's one of the top offensive coordinators in the game and then he's a really good recruiter so I think that would be smart.
0: Yeah, and it's, I mean his passing game, the way he can call plays for the passing game, that's something that you have to admit. you watched off Auburn play for him the last few years. The receivers have been non-existent really because of our passing game, but we have some talent there. I mean, we just signed the, the number one Gico tight end to come, what are you, about 6'4"? I mean, we've, we've had a hell of a recruiting class so far built up right now. And we've got some weapons, young weapons on offense right now already at the receive position. I just I just think with Stidham in there, he'll be more comfortable with, with Kendall Bryles. And what kills me with people about Stidham in the, the offense, look, he ran the same offense of Baylor that Baylor did all runs. It's just tweaked a little bit. Art Riles is the designer and the founder of this grand offense of Gus Malzahn runs. It just has some tweaks to it. So it's not like Kendall Br- or uh, coming in without knowing any plays. This child is going to be ready to rock and roll. staying right now, being able to practice with the team, being able to learn the plays, go through a spring and all in the summer and take over in the fall. Because if you look at Sidham right now, I think honestly, if you put him at Auburn this year, we're at worst a 10-2 football team, maybe even 11-1 and 1 in the playoffs. Um, I agree I'm just with that. that. with everything around him right now and, and what's going on, but Auburn needs a shot in the arm right now. they they got it with Stidham. The next shot in the arm would be announcing Kendall Bryles, Mark Bryles coming on to the Auburn staff. And if that happens, you never know who's going to come to Auburn because to of that. But some news I have for Calvin Ashley, it's not looking good for Auburn. This guy's been committed to Auburn for a while, but it looks like Maryland's pulling him away. The Quinn, this Calvin Ashley kid on the offensive line, he's had major, major knee surgery. So it's not like he was the guy we first got. This guy had a huge knee injury with surgery. If he decommits, he decommits. but I think Gus is trying to open up some places for people right now because scholarships are limited. You look at what they have right now, they're filling up pretty fast. You have to leave some room for some of these big five-stars that we could commit on signing day. So what do you heard about Calvin, Calvin Ashley?
1: I honestly – you've probably been following recruiting more than me. I, I usually – I'll probably – after – the bowl games are over. I'll probably start following it a little more closely when it gets closer to signing day. But I, I, outside of just seeing like uh, on the new on my news feed about who's came and who hasn't, that's really all I've seen.
0: Yeah, I just don't want to lose the dog, to Ole Miss, man. I just I don't want to lose it. They're not losing. Um, just one of those coaches that I think has really turned Auburn around. To lose that kind of we're not going to talk about Auburn the whole show, but I'm telling you, man, you just wait. Wait and see what Auburn's going to do on, on signing day. It's not going to touch Alabama. because Alabama right now, Quinn. I've got some information for some people. Um, I don't know if you know Isaiah Buds. The bigger crew, JUCO, that was with Auburn or LSU, it was always down to Auburn and LSU. But uh, guess what? Um, Alabama came in last minute, from what I've been told, with a $250,000 check. It's really what I've been told. So we'll see. East side of Alabama and uh, just, just stole them away. Big get to Alabama. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, Alabama for as long as Saban is there will probably have the number one recruiting class just because um Saban knows how to win and that's what he sells to get, come to Alabama and you'll win. So I mean that's good enough for a lot of kids. They wanna be they wanna be a part of a winning team.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you this. And if, if Stidham pans out to be what I think he's going to be, what he's predicted to be, that's exactly what you need to beat Alabama. We, we have athletes on the field to be able to compete with Alabama. But to be able to beat Alabama, you have to have a dynamic quarterback. And that's what we have. Credit to Saban for putting together what he's done. I mean, Quinn, he's averaging a four-star for every player. You think about that for a second. Every recruit you get is a, is a four-star. That's, that's down. I mean, right now, in 2016, um, we had 24 commitments, five five-stars and ten four-stars, for a total average of 3.83. Well, let's look this year. I mean, this is the best recruiting class they've ever had right now. They're averaging. He's got six five-stars, 16 four-stars. Right now, for a 4.08 average. I mean, that's insane. And, uh, yeah. It's funny how Stidham, Stidham, Stidham drops to a four-star on rival. It's funny how he's a five-star All-American, but he comes gobbling. He'll probably be a three-star next week. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: those guys that commit to Bama too also get that Bama bump. If they're a four-star, they suddenly move up to a five-star. They're a three star. They bump up to a four star.
0: Yeah, rivalry is made yeah. by Alabama. <laughs> it's, it's like me doing the rankings. You know, I would favor Auburn. And hey, there's a seven seven zero. Another one. I, I don't know if I recognize the number. If you want in on the show, press number one. You've been on, on hold for a minute. Get on in here and let's talk some college football. Right now, we're talking about Auburn, and let's see who we have on the line here. You're on Wayans Sports, who's this?
2: It's Brandon Losinsky.
0: Hey, Brandon. What's going on, buddy?
2: How no much, Brian. What's going on with you? Uh,
0: just talking for football. Doing all we love.
2: Uh-huh. Uh, put that Jim Harbaugh rumor to bed. There's no way he's leaving anytime soon.
0: Are you sure about are you sure he's not gonna join Saban at Alabama? Are you sure about that? No, no way. <laughs> no, yeah, I don't think he's leaving to go back to the NFL. I think he left the NFL for a reason. And I think he could have had about any NFL job he wanted when he left that. Oh, uh, I
2: completely agree. Why would you go back to work for a GM and an owner when you're your own boss at the okay. college level?
0: Exactly. So Michigan right now, they they said, how's recruiting looking for Michigan right now, heading into the dead period?
2: Uh, it's, it's a it's an Orange Bowl bid with a, a Florida State team, but the thirteen we're a thirteen and a half point favorite, but I think it'll be bigger come the game time.
0: Hold on, a thirteen and a half point favorite? Yeah, I'm looking at a seven point favorite.
2: Seven point favorite
0: right now. Yeah. Okay, because right, ESPN had them yeah, at that's... a 13 and a half point favorite. Oh, okay, it's at seven right now. It's, it's never, it stayed at seven, it started at seven, it's, it's never moved at all. I'll have to check that just to make sure. It. I'm at scoresandodds.com right now. So, so so tell us what you think about this. I'm going to move, getting it and the quarterback.
2: I think that's a great thing to do, huh? I mean, spark up the offense.
0: Yeah, that's what I think. And, uh, tell us anything you want to talk about real quick? No. Nah. Okay. You just called in to say hello and to put the hardball in there to bed, huh?
2: Uh, yes, sir. <laughs>
0: All right, man. We'll we'll take care. Thanks for joining us. Stay on if you want to. You can like stay on there and listen. All right, but Let's get a Michigan fan to call in here, Quinn.
1: Yeah, we've got a few of them who've called in recently. Ever? it's been interesting. Not many Big time fans call in, but I guess the Michigan fans listen.
0: Yeah, but let me, let's talk about a story real quick that of uh, Wake Forest and Louisville involved those two. Uh, Louisville AD admits team took Wake to meet info, but claims it wasn't helpful. <laughs> I mean, we have this is what's happening. Wake Forest had a an ex coach who is the current radio announcer, Tommy Elrod. He just provided since 2014, 2014 confidential, proprietary game preparations to other teams. This guy has access to the entire program at Wake Forest, yet he's given all this information to other teams. Why would he do that for
1: He must have something against the Wake Forest now. He must be upset about something because that's crazy. If
0: you're, I mean, if you're Wake Forest, you got to be smarter than that to let some disgruntled person. you got to have somebody tell you That he's disgruntled. And here's where my problem comes is okay, Wake Forest, you're firing that guy and everything. What about the other teams that took this information? Louisville comes out in the midst of it. You've got the creepiest creep of a coach, Bobby Petrino, the biggest loser on the planet, cheating. And yet, what the hell's going to happen to Louisville in that situation?
1: Uh, I I don't know I um I mean I don't know what NCAA rules are as far as taking that information but uh I mean they shouldn't have took it but I mean if it gives you any advantage over a team I mean it'd be hard not to take it. Well, if you look
0: at the Wake Forest-Louisville game this year, I think Wake Forest, let's ask, let's ask Brandon, his thoughts on it. Brandon, welcome back. Wake uh, yeah, Forest was beating Louisville in the fourth quarter of that game, and all of a sudden, Louisville blew him out of the water in the fourth quarter. I mean, how, what what are your thoughts on this whole situation? I think Louisville to blame more than Wake Forest almost.
2: I didn't really watch the game, but I saw the highlights. You know they're they were winning all the way to the fourth quarter, and I I think it's is it pretty much Louisville's fault.
0: Yeah, I mean you got some guy giving me information, you should say no, I don't want that information because we're going to beat them the right way. And uh, so I'm you getting know, I'm getting some static, Brandon. I'm going to mute you real quick. Uh, yeah, I
2: mean
0: you got to. Bobby Petrino, this is the guy that cheated on his wife with a on a motorcycle, has a wreck on it, leaves Atlanta during the season, leaves a note in the locker room for him that hey, I'm leaving, I'm, I'm heading out. I mean, he's he just always involved in some kind of scandal, and that's that's my problem with Louisville and Bobby Petrino. And there's some dumb Auburn fans out there that that are like, oh, we want Bobby Petrino, bring him back, we really want him. I would probably quit being an Auburn fan. I thought between those between those. The guy's a piece of crap, and and people support this guy. <laughs> I mean, he, God boy. I mean, Wake Forest, yeah, I have w- a guy that would do that. What, you know their record this year? Um, I'll pull it up. I've got to pull up Blake Forrest's Wake Forest's record. Wake went 6-6. Oh, they did. That's not good. Six and six. Imagine if a coach wasn't – a radio guy wasn't giving information to other teams what would have done. I'm trying to pull them off. I want to look at their schedule for a second. For the ACC, Jonathan probably didn't call in because he didn't want to talk about his conference shooting like this. Three and five in conference, six and six overall. So, the guy's pissed off. What's what See, so they started four and zero. That's probably what made him mad. So he gave he gave NC State some information. They lost by seventeen. They beat Syracuse. You could give Syracuse all the information you want. They still suck. Florida State only beat them seventeen to six. I wonder if Wake Forest would be beat Florida State. I bet Jimbo took some information. Army beat them. <laughs> Louisville beat them. Louisville beat them forty-four to twelve, but that thing was like. 12 to 9, or 12 to 10 in the fourth quarter. So I'm sure that model material is like, to hell with this. You know that sheet of paper that shows everything I need to to finish these guys off. But uh, that's terrible. That is so bad that somebody would do that. I mean, you, you have to be the worst person in the world to do that to somebody you work for. This guy will never get a job again anywhere. I mean, Obama's not president anymore. Uh, now, now he's really going to have to be picking up cans for a living. He won't find a job anywhere.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, it's it's bad. I, w-
1: I wonder I wonder how Wake Forest found out. Is it because Louisville ratted him? Well,
0: uh, I don't know. That's a good. That's a good point. Maybe somewhere along the line someone just gave a personal heads up, hey, we beat you 44-12, but you you got somebody in your program that's that's giving us information, and here he is. So I'll find that out. It's something that uh, I haven't – I'm trying to see real quick how they found out, but I'm not going to be able to do it while I'm on air. So if you find out, let me know. Uh, but that's terrible. That's a betrayal that you just can't get over. I mean, that's that would be like Cody Burns In Auburn right now calling Alabama up and saying, "Here, here's all the plays we're gonna run." You know, good luck. Beat, beat the hell out of us. You know. That's why it's not. It's, that's why it's not good to have disgruntled people. Like, like sometimes you know, like Kendall Brown was a Baylor's office coordinator waiting on a head coach to come in. That's exactly why you get rid of everybody just about. Because you don't want anything like that to ever happen. And now that it did happen, friends, now that we do see it, how how much more cautious are coaches gonna be? Uh,
1: they're gonna be real cautious.
0: Well the thing is
1: it sounds like like he got fired off the coaching staff when they fired their previous head oh. coach. But they left him on as a commentator, so that was the problem. Yeah. That'd be like that'd be like Auburn um, firing when they fired Will Muschamp, but said you could be a commentator, and then him yeah. being that's upset like, about it, and that's like divorcing going your wife
0: and letting her live in your basement, and uh, marrying a new wife, and you go downstairs every other night. Stay down there in the basement. You know, your wife's not gonna like that too much. You know, and, uh, and yeah, uh, it's not a lot of good place to be right now. But anyway, you have to talk about that. But what do you think about Bob? I know you heard me writing about it. Bob Spades saying he didn't know uh, about Westbrook arrest and everything. Well, hell, I knew about it. If I knew about maybe uh, Westbrook's arrest. Why didn't Bob Spades?
1: I'm sure he knew about it. He just didn't want to get questioned about it. He, he was just finding a way to not this guy is gonna get. This
0: guy's going to get pistol whipped. And, and this guy's <laughs> going to get pistol whipped because what what happens is you come to the South. We don't do that stuff, really. We, we really respect women here. So, um, so Westbrook's going to go up against an awful defense. I don't think they hit him out of bounds. 15 yards late. Get him in there, knock him up into the stands, break his legs, neck, whatever comes of it. That's what he deserves for hitting with him. He's 6'175", let, let, let Latrevious Adams fall on him or let Trey Matthews get a shot on him and see what happens. This is, this is the SEC, boys. I mean, Westbrook's used to running up and down the field like a video game playing without even getting contact. He's going to have... He's going to have hell to face in January 2nd in the Sugar Bowl. I just, I cannot believe Bob Seeks would allow a scum on this team. But here's the deal. Okay, you didn't know about it, Quinn. You didn't know about it. Now you find out about it. What's he still being on your team? And
1: I don't know. From what I heard, is this happened four years ago. And... uh Stuff is getting brought back up, but, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure saying, I mean, Mary,
0: you got do You've got kids and everything, beating women. I mean, I just – I'm I'm sorry, guys. You can go out and smoke all the weed you want to. Uh, you can get kicked off the team and play again. I, I understand that. Things happen. Kids are kids. But when you're hitting, hitting females – it's time to uh it's time to get rid of that job. Yeah. I agree. And Quinn, have you ever hit a woman before? Besides your sister? No. Okay, good. good. Your sister's oh. okay sometimes when he's growing up. That's all the only girl I hit, and my sister will beat the hell out of you
2: though.
0: <laughs> Jared, uh, John or excuse me, Gus Malzahn updated details about John Franklin III's future. Um, in his press conference, he was talking about he said that Franklin will be as much part of the spring quarterback competition as he won. He, he thinks he's going to stay at quarterback and compete for the job. But Gus needs to learn how to talk truth instead of fiction and what people want to hear. Uh <laughs> John Franklin, the third, needs to, needs to focus on a different position. And I'm a Franklin fan. I, uh, yeah. Sean White surprised me this year. He surprised me in what he did. Uh, he really surprised me at how well he played until he got hurt and then he fell off. But John Franklin, the third, it's not time to transfer again and set a record for the most schools played at by a college athletes. It's time to change positions. Just like Nick Marshall did when he went to the NFL, he chose to be a DB and and making some money in the NFL, right? And so I think if you if John Franklin III wants something different, he should focus in on that. Tell the coaches what he wants to do. Allow them a whole year, two years, to work with him to getting ready for the NFL because the guy's fast. I mean, speed is something that every team looks for. So like I've said on this show a hundred times. Whether John Franklin III is a quarterback or not, he should be on the field. Would you agree? At all times in some position, just because of the speed. I mean, defenses have to take account for a guy that runs a 4-2. They have to look at it. They have to know where he's at at all times. Him sitting on the sidelines over there holding up signs is not how Auburn should be using him. And that's, that's why I've always questioned Auburn's coaching staff. They just don't seem like they make good decisions. Yeah, put him put
1: him that kick, put him as a returner and a wide receiver.
0: Put him somewhere, but uh, just, I, mean, I just don't get it. I mean, I know you may be trying to protect him because he's a backup quarterback. I mean, my God, he doesn't get to play any unless you're you're beating teams fifty to nothing, and you put him in. That's not helping the kid.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: That's not happening at all. Auburn needs a key coordinator in there. Somebody that can come in and and just and just take over the offense because I don't know if Gus Nazar knows what he's doing anymore. But Gus is going to save his job for a little bit by bringing him in instead So if he if he finishes next year eight and four, Gus Malzahn won't be at Auburn anymore.
1: Yeah. I think Auburn will be better next year. We'll see anything can happen, but I feel I feel like Gus this year has been improving as a head coach. I feel like he's more getting the hang of it. It's starting to click. If he really does, if Riles does end up coming, I think that shows something. And Gus and Gus can also recruit. Gus is recruiting very well. He's bringing in the talent. He just needs to surround himself with the right people, which I think he's starting to
0: do. Yeah, you give me millions of dollars, I'll make it click, too. I don't care what it is. It will click. It will do whatever you want it to. You give me that kind of money, I'm going to go out and make sure the recruits have what they need to come there. But let's uh, let's talk about some of these bowl games that are coming along. We've, we've got a lot of things going on. I remember the coaching moves. Uh, Jeff Fisher in the NFL was fired from the Rams finally. I don't know. Did, did they just get an extension like two weeks ago and then they fired him? I mean, we, we were talking about that two or three weeks ago. They give him an extension and then they fire him. That's, that's, that's great management up there. It? It's like getting a performance review like so it worked. How great you are. Here's you a uh, $25,000 raise, Brian. You're doing a great job. Two days later, Brian, you're fired, man. So, yeah, I mean, that's, just, that's really how stupid it is. be. That's, that's, that's how stupid it is. But Charlie Strong, we talked about him, going to South Florida. That's a, that's a great move for him. I, I just don't know what South Florida's thinking. But Lane Kiffin at Florida Atlantic. Let's ask Brandon real quick uh, what he thinks of Lane Kiffin going to Florida Atlantic. Brandon, watch don't you start us on that?
2: Uh, Lane Kiffin just isn't a, isn't a head coach. He's a he's a coordinator that is just – Nick Saban made him look good. But, uh, I mean, he's going to fail just like he did at USC, just like he did at Oakland, just like he did at Tennessee. It's, he's going to end up back and being a coordinator. Yeah, I agree. Are
0: you not working this time of night? I know where you work, man. Why are you not working? It's 7 o'clock. I think you work. It's your in man, it's time for you. To, it's time for you to be working.
2: This yeah. oh man, how's everything going with you, though? Everything good? It's it's going. Same old story, different day. Would, would, would you believe it if I told
0: you? I don't know if you follow recruiting Isaiah uh, Buds, the big GCU defensive tackle. Got 250,000 that two hundred fifty thousand for signing with Alabama, is what I've been told allegedly. I don't want any lawsuit on me or anything, but would, would, would that surprise you?
2: No, I wouldn't. I believe, firmly believe that Alabama pays their players to come there.
0: Hey, I know where the bank is that they use, and, and you may know <laughs> it. But maybe they, no, no, seriously. Maybe you being from Michigan. It said Michigan, the bank is. Do you have any idea of which one it could be? <laughs> uh, I, I don't know which one
2: I'm it
0: could serious. be. But I can try to find out. I'm serious. I'm serious. I, I, I know that for a fact. The bank's out of Michigan. And if you think about it, Saban was up there at Michigan State for a while. So Alabama pockets run deep, guys. I was talking with some boosters at Auburn and. Uh, a while back, and they said that the dollar amount Alabama compared to Auburn was like 25 to 1. That's what kind of money Alabama has their hands on. Lawyers, judges, everything like that. that. That really
2: doesn't surprise me at all. I'm not saying Auburn
0: doesn't the players from time to time. Every school does it. If you're if you're getting top recruits, you're paying them something, aren't you, Brandon? You're giving them something. You're not just getting them for nothing.
2: Uh, yeah, you're not just giving them a quality education. You're you're paying them a little bit to be there.
0: Yeah, a little bit. Alabama's a quarter of a million. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't want any lawsuits on me. So all this is a, all this is something told to me allegedly. So remember the word allegedly. I don't know. I'm just. Uh, I, don't, I don't. I don't want a bunch of Bama. I don't want a bunch of Bama hate mail and Harvey Updog trying to find me.
1: We could probably <laughs> find the right former Bama players to get on the show and talk about it. It probably wouldn't be that yeah, hard.
0: Gonna, <laughs> hey, that's all it's gonna take is. All it's going to take is one of these players getting pissed off and getting gray shirted or something. And uh, they're going to spill the beans on Nick Saban.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, you probably get John Parker Wilson. He's on the Atlanta scout team, to probably tell you. We
0: need to find out some dirt on him. It's out there, guys. It's not... As long as as long as Nick State is best friend's that head of the NCAA, nothing's gonna happen. He he's too busy trying to go after Miami and Penn State right now things like that and failing miserably. Uh, Auburn gets one player, and all of a sudden they're calling him the bag man. They're trying to get get Auburn buried. But, my God, Alabama gets players. I mean, they, they, Alabama Auburn players commit on stage on signing day. It's like, I commit to Auburn, and all of a sudden their parents are like, no, son, we already cashed that check. you got to change your mind. <laughs> well, anyway, Brandon, thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us, buddy. Stay on, I'll bring you back on if I see you. See you through. Brandon's the only one. There's some people in the studio. Brandon's the only one with his hand raised, so I brought him back on. If you want in, press number one in the studio right now. you Would like to listen.
2: Probably not. A lot Where of Jonathan? is
0: Jonathan? Right uh, He's probably. Who he knows what he's doing? So here's Nick Saban. This is this is some news on him. In case you forgot about it, yes. Uh, PJ, P.K. Sam, right? Remember him from the Dolphins? I think he was a kicker. I believe he was. Okay. I think he was. He was cut. He was fired. Because in the span of a few days, P.K. Sam hugged his father for a final time, then lost his job. He believes the two events are related. The former NFL wide receiver and special teams player spoke out. Ten years later on Wednesday Alleging this, then coach Nick Saban released him from the Dolphins roster for visiting his dying father, presumably missing time with the team. Sam, now 33 years old and out of football, also tagged the Dolphins as Alabama's coach, Alabama's official Twitter account, in his his charge. Saban does not have a Twitter account. In 2006, Saban was slumping through his second and final season, and kicked the guy off because he wanted to fly up and hug his dad goodbye before he died. Good job, Nick Saban. That's the kind of coach you have there. Mm-hmm. The kind of coach that that the players beat the hell and rob students and they're back on campus and on the team. I mean, this is who you're dealing with. I mean he wins games. I mean I'll give him that. But molder and men, I don't I don't call him that. I mean, we've got a Napoleon complex, you know, little man complex. I mean, he can win football games. I'm not hating on him for that, but his actions. I mean, Cam Robinson gets pulled over with an elite, a stolen gun, weed, and all sorts of stuff, and he doesn't miss a play. He I mean, if that was you, Quinn, you'd still be under the jail in Louisiana. <laughs> the money, talk, yeah, I probably would. Money be. Talk, Money talks, people, I'm telling you, money talks. Well, let's get to some of these bowl games starting Saturday. I mean, I don't know if you're falling at the mouth about them or not. I mean, we get I was the grappling and NC Central that started out in the Air Force Reserve Bowl. Really, what a sucky game to start with. I think Houston, San Diego State, and the Las Vegas Bowl will be a good one that day. What do you think, San Diego State or Houston? Man, I can't go through these games. I'm sorry, I, I can't sit here and waste people's valuable time talking about these crappy bowl games. <laughs> let's, 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 let's let's let's. I want to talk about something that matters. Something that matters right now. Let's let's get Michigan and Florida State. Brandon's very confident in the Michigan Wolverines. He made the trip last year to watch Florida, Michigan, when Michigan won by about 50. He loved that. So let's ask Brandon, is he going to make a trip? Is Brandon going to make a trip to the Orange Bowl? Brandon, I mean, I'm, I'm figuring you're heading to the Orange Bowl for this.
2: Oh, I will definitely be there. It's going to be a fun 10 hour car ride to Miami. Why don't you
0: hop on a plane, man?
2: I wish I hop in a plane. It's a little bit too much money to do that. It's cheaper to drive down there and book a hotel.
0: All you got to do is call Saban and tell him you're a five star recruit, and that'll be taken care of.
2: <laughs> should, should have called Jim and told him I know how to, shoot, know how to steal crab legs. It'd be perfect for the team.
0: That was it last year. You got it. Was fun going to what was it? The Outback Bowl you went to last year.
2: Uh the Citrus Bowl last year and pinned a forty-eight okay. on a on a terrible Florida team. Yeah,
0: they, and they're still terrible.
2: I think
0: <laughs> uh, I think Iowa. I think I think Iowa may be too. Honestly, That's how bad they are.
2: I, I wouldn't be surprised if Iowa went ahead and and beat them probably by fourteen.
0: So, so you're a Big yeah. Ten guy, and be be honest with me right now. Who's the best team in the Big Ten?
2: Honestly the big best team in the Big Ten is is Penn State as of right now. And they deserve to be in the in the playoff game over Ohio State. You know, you, you beat that team and you, you win by what ten, eleven points. I mean and then you if you
0: Yeah, but Michigan beat them by forty though almost. I mean
2: to me it's that's I think true Michigan's
0: the best team in the Big Ten. I I just think who matches up better with Alabama? The best team, I think. Is I Michigan. mean, uh, I think Michigan's
2: Ohio gonna be crushed. Michigan's the only team in the country that could potentially hang with Bama because of the defense that we play, and with Don Brown dialing up the dialing up blitz.
0: Now, how is uh, how's Ohio State favored three and a half over Clemson? What, what do you know there? Because right. I, I think Clemson should be the favorite in that game.
2: Uh, I, I, I firmly believe Clemson should be the favorite in that game. I, you know, I, I can't stand the state of Ohio. Can't stand Urban Meyer. So anybody who beats Ohio State is good. My vote.
0: But, but just say, just just pretend for a moment, Ohio State somehow gets past Clemson, which I don't think they will. Give me a give me a prediction for Alabama, Ohio State, because I think it could be in the 40s, like point differential. I think Alabama would Um, lay it to Ohio
2: State. um, If say Ohio State gets past Clemson, I'm going to say Alabama's going to pin at least 56 on them. It could be another game just like the first one that they played against USC. (laughs) (laughs) That that offensive line of Ohio State's not going to be able to handle the defensive line of Alabama.
0: Well, State has no passing game, do they? I I've watched them all year no. and I can't they don't they don't throw the ball very well. JP Barrett no. is a huge disappointment. No, but I think it's because of that offensive line, don't you? I think Barrett looks bad because of that offensive line so.
2: Yeah, and uh I think Mike Weber's gonna be um I think he'll be stuck in the backfield all game on that one.
0: And I'm gonna tell you this, and this is honest. I've said I'm not saying this because you're a Michigan fan. Quinn will back me up. Facebook will back me up. But I've never seen a team get cheated as bad as Michigan did against Ohio State. That was so bad. I mean, you had oh, to be boiling right now Thinking about. He
2: was, he was clearly behind the behind the yellow line. That game should have went to Michigan, and I firmly believe it. Um, but you know. It sucks, but we know we're gonna go back out there. We're gonna get we'll get them next year at home.
0: Well, at least you get to watch them get embarrassed by either Clemson or Alabama. That's that's probably got to be satisfying.
2: Yeah. At
0: least watch watch them lose by forty. That could kill it a little bit. But Jonathan's a big Florida State fan. He's been coming to the show, and he uh, he's not with us tonight. But he thinks Florida going to beat Michigan. What kind of edge do you give Michigan in this game?
2: I give Michigan the defensive edge. They're going to be able to control. Um, I can't remember what quarterback's name is. Save my life. Francois, Francois. Oh yeah, Francois. Francois. Like um, <laughs> they're going to try and spread them out to begin with, but I believe that you know that that defensive line of Michigan is really going to control the really going to control the whole game on that one. And a a healthy Wilton State is going to do a miracle for Michigan.
0: Yeah, uh, defense and that that kind of game, I don't think Florida State's played a defense like that. And And I'm saying the truth for Oklahoma playing Auburn. I don't think Oklahoma's played a defense like they're about to play. So, you think that's kind of the difference? You look at Florida State, they played Ole Miss. Ole Miss's defense is garbage. Clemson's not the Clemson of old. Louisville put 56 on Florida State and held them in check. So what do you so what do you think the final score is going to be in that game? Do you give the seven or do you
2: take the seven? I'm going to take the seven. I mean, sorry, I'll give the seven. I think we win. I think we win by 14, but that's just my opinion. Quinn, what do you
0: think?
1: Uh, I think Michigan wins by 10. I think Michigan's defense will be too
0: much for Florida State. Well, I'm reading something. Hold on. not Alabama right there. Hold on just a second. Yeah, it just came into me from a contact. Just hold on just a second. <laughs> Alabama and cheating. Hold on. Alabama football reportedly under investigation from NCAA for serious infraction facing to the master's penalty. Um,
2: okay, the number
0: fourteenth media takeout dot com uh, that, the who claims after knowledge were being told that the University of Alabama's program may be about to Delta major blow to NCAA. With the program up to taking disasters, killing some serious infractions. We're told we were told about it as early as today. Yeah, this will be good. <laughs> I wonder if I
1: wonder Wait.
0: if Amber got my message.
1: Wait, is this serious? Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> No, it's a, I don't know. how. It's just a report. Let me, let me tell you who it's from uh, again. If y'all hear my dog barking in the background, I'll follow it. News. I've never heard of it, but hell, you know, I'll take it. You NPO know, News. I <laughs> you know, what that is. <laughs> yeah. I believe in it AESPN it P. or P. someone picks it up. You better believe it if anybody, you know how everybody's a reporter nowadays with, with a phone their that's, that's how it goes. Yeah. Sorry, like my dog in the I don't under control. i
1: You and Brad
0: take over just a second. Go ahead. All right. Take over. Yeah, and that Michigan-Ohio
1: State game, I thought – actually, I was watching it with my mom and my sister. I was over at my mom's house, and I thought – I actually thought on that fourth and one that – Barrett got it and I hate Ohio State but I actually thought Barrett got it on the first contact and then then, uh, the defensive line pushed him back but I thought on forward progress that he barely got it.
2: Yeah it could go either way but turnovers really killed us in that game. You know if Wilton Spate wouldn't have given away those two the what pick six and then the and then the pick that turned into six, I believe we we would have won that game handily. You know, we, we controlled it controlled the whole game, the first half and were really driving. I I think with the with the second turnover it kinda kinda killed the momentum that was going.
1: Yeah, you I thought you guys had it when you guys had that ten point lead. I saw it I thought it could have been game over. But uh some of those pass interference calls were bad.
2: I oh, like I think the last ref one. made some
1: other bad calls in the game than just that fourth and one. Yeah.
2: I mean the the pass interference that was called on Delano Hill that was that was the pass was way over his head and he was in the he was going through the motions. And that that was just a terrible call and ended up leading to the game time field goal but
0: Yeah, but yeah, it was, a,
2: that was a crazy game, guys. That was
0: I I wonder if they're investigating the officials and, and and will they be officiating the playoff game. Brandon, you think those officials are being knocked out of playoff duty because of that? Well either one of them were Ohio State grabs, what Maybe official.
2: Yeah, five out of the six. Because uh, like officials have been banned. If you live in the state of Michigan or Ohio, you've been banned from officiating that game. And come to find out, five out of six were from the state of Ohio. So it kind of gives them a favorite. Um, but I, I I don't think those guys will be involved in a playoff game. Uh, and then uh, the head referee has been under has been under fire for years about bad calls that he's made before.
0: Yeah. Well, you, can't have, you can't have much to do with that. You, can't, you just can't let these guys get on the field when it comes to those kind, of kind of games. I don't care how fair of a person you think you are, your bias will come out. So, Well, guys, we're going to wrap it up here tonight. I'm on a short show tonight because I'm on myself at home. So, so I want to make sure we got it in there. We'll start breaking down the home game Sunday night, right? and, If you want to join us and be a part of the panel, we'll do we'll a homework on them and going go through some stuff. Hopefully, we'll find out about these Alabama sanctions right now. We're talking about just breaking news. So, <laughs> so, 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 so <laughs> Quinn, Quinn, go to NTO go go to, go to as Mary Thomas Oscar. News.com, and uh, pop in and see what I'm talking about. It could be a gossip side, I don't know, but basically it just broke all of a sudden. Like I told you that I was told they received $250,000 a player there the junior college sign. you never know. You never know. That's the only thing that's going to slow down Alabama, right, Brandon, is the NCAA
2: that's the only thing
0: that's going to stop Nick Saban. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, all right, guys. Well, y'all take care. Have a great night. Have a great rest of the week, and we'll see you Sunday night at 6 p.m. Eastern. Take care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I see you.